jobs and you your seed becomes the seed that makes that happen and that will accrue to you a mighty harvest because what you make happen for somebody else god will make happen for you praise the lord one of the places i really hope we can do this outside lagos is ibado i really i really have a big big from when i was young i really believe that something had so god has just something big in store for the city of ibado and maybe god willing we can do something in johannesburg and just be able to help all the cities across the world amen praise god all right let's go so the bible says this so the child died and the bible says she went up and laid it on the bed of the man of god verse 21 and shut the door upon him and went out and she called to her husband and said send me i pray thee one of the young women one of the asses that i may run to the man of god that come and i may run to the man of god and come again and he said unto that wherefore will that go to him today it is neither new new, new moon of the sabbath and he said it shall be well she started an axe and said to her servant drive go forward slack not for the riding except i bid you so he said as fast as you can just go ahead verse 25 the bible says and when he was come he came to the man of god to the mount camel and he came to the it came to pass that the man of god saw her from afar and he said unto gehazi behold yonder in the shunammite run now i pray thee to meet her and say unto her is it well is it, is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with thy child? And she answered, it is well. She answered, it is well. The Bible says in verse 27, And she came to the man of God and to the hill, she caught by his feet. And Gehazi came to trust her away. And the man of God said to her, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her, and the Lord has hid it from me. I love this verse. Just, just that the audacity of the prophetic ministry, that Elijah said, how did something happen to her and i never knew about it it's a very stirring verse for me and i always tell people close to me i said most of the time very hardly will someone die around me and i will not know i'm just going to pick it up i'm just going to pick it up that someone is going to pass on now you know and and the same way i am my sister is that way i remember when my uncle was going to die he called me said something bad is going to happen this fight this 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 month I said, what do you think? He said, I don't know. He said, but I just really feel something bad is going to happen. Two weeks after, my uncle that was just the head of the family just passed on. When my mom was going to die, you know, I'd been having, I'd had these dreams. I had it back to back. I had it two months. After two months, I had the dream. And I said, in the dream, my mom died. So that month, I had the dream. A week or two after, my sister called me and said she had the dream. But she, she didn't know what the dream was. She said, the dream said, my mom's younger sister said, come on quickly, because she, my sister lives abroad. He said, come on quickly, right now, right now, come on quickly. And it was a bad news. He said, what do you think it is? Of course, I knew what it was, but I'm not going to say bad things. I said, we're just going to pray about it. So I told my wife, we began to pray about it. In fact, the day my mom died, I just, I just woke up from the bed because she died in her sleep. She was perfectly, perfectly healthy. Um, I spoke to her the day before. I spoke to her the day before. And she, when I agreed, I would see her that particular day. She, she, she said that she'll come early, that she's going out. So as, as I, you know, as I, I, I woke up early, it was Monday, Monday we don't go to church office, I woke up early trying to go to her house just to see her before she, she was going out. And I woke up, I just got my brother's text and said, mom just passed on this morning in her sleep. And I sat down there by my bed and I was crying and my wife woke up and walked up to me and said, oh, mom died. Because it was something that, it was not sick, so it was not say, oh, we're preparing because she was sick, but just because of revelations. And sometime in October, just get ready. I'm going to do a six-hour course on um, how to recognize the voice of God and the prophetic gifting. It's going to be a six-hour course on a Saturday. On a Saturday. I can give you the dates, you know. 
you know, I can give you the dates. I think it's about maybe the 9th or the 30th of October, something like that. It's going to be a six-hour course because I believe that this is one of the things that gives you an edge as a Christian. You just know it's time to leave the company. You just know this is the wrong relationship. You just know this is the wrong marriage. You can just tell. You can just tell. Not because, just because you walk by revelation. All right. So the Bible says this. That's, that's so, you know, that just pulled me out of the way, but I, got, I just had to let it go, you know. So the Bible says this. This is what the Bible says. Um, the Bible says this, uh, where are we? Verse what now? 27. 27. The Bible says, and the Lord hid it from me and he had not told me. I just love the expectation, how Elisha can put that expectation on God. You know, some people say God hears God and that's weird. If you don't hear God, you are weird. It says, it says, and he told me, the Bible says this, then he, then See, this is the first thing I want to. Sh- this is the second thing I want to show. I'll show you something first. Then she said, "Did I desire of the? Uh, did I desire a son of my lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me?" She said, "Prophet, I told you. I never told you I wanted a son. I agreed I would die barren. You were the one that came to me. I said God will give you a son. Now, what's the use of God giving me a son and the son dies? This woman was carrying a self-fulfilling prophecy that she was going to die without a child." And even though she had manifestation, and manifestation was cut short because of what? There was a self-fulfilling prophecy in her mind. And I'm saying that to you today because as exactly we experience this to marriage and all of those things, there are some people that the reason why you have marital problem is this. You have, you have a self-fulfilling prophecy that even though you are married, that thing did not stop you from getting married. Even though you are married, you carry that self-fulfilling prophecy. And some people, the self-fulfilling prophecy doesn't even help you get into marriage. And of course, this teaching is directed towards the marriage or the, 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 the focus in the first service. But this is also directed towards business. This is also directed towards finance. Because a lot of people carry self-fulfilling prophecy. And what that does is this. It begins to short-circuit whatever you are. Let me tell you how people do this. When people go to a very bad experience when they were young, they take two approach. Number one. There are people that go through that bad experience and say, this is life. So this is what it is. So this is what it is. I'll give an example. So there are people that go through a lot of poverty. And because they went through a lot of poverty, they don't even bother to struggle to become rich. You know why? They accept it as reality. But there are people that, so that's one category. There are other persons that, because of what they've experienced, they go to the other end and say, my life will never be like this. But they, both of them are the same because guess what's motivating them it's still negative framework that's motivating them only that one is taking a positive approach and one is taking a negative approach and it will somehow backfire that's why if you see people in africa because what motivates us to get rich is poverty we always are stuck in the middle as soon as we get out we're stuck in the middle because what motivates us is not vision is that we're running away from something so as soon as we run out of it our pace just slowing down as soon as we have these two houses these two cars we're able to make a hundred million annually ah thank god so you begin to slow down not because you don't have vision but because it was never vision that was driving you you were just running away from something how many of you can identify what I'm talking about? So this woman, although she had manifestation, this is what I'm saying to you. If you are here, even though you have manifestation, you will cut short your manifestation if you don't deal with your belief system. That's what I'm going to. You will cut short your manifestation even though you don't, if you don't deal with your belief system. This is really powerful. 
So you'll get married, but there are certain beliefs you have about marriage, about women, about men. Those things will cut the manifestation. You'll start a business. There are certain things you believe it's a the manifestation. And you'll wonder why are those things happening? Those things are happening primarily because of what you are carrying. All right. So the Bible says this. But that's not where I want to dwell. Then it says, do not deceive me. So all along, she was saying, this means having a child, I need to not last. This means, so have you seen people that step into a relationship? In fact, I was reading a story this morning of a lady, popular, popular lady in, in, in the UK. The day she was getting married, she told her friend, said, I know the marriage will not last. The day. You are just saying this because we don't talk. A lot of people get married and say, I knew I would get a divorce. They may not vocalize it outside, but that's what they say on the inside. So what happens is this. There, there is a belief. You, see, let me tell you something there. Eh? This thing is not magic. There's a, way, there's a reason why things are there. And this morning, if you can pay attention, you will have liberation, sir. Many of you don't understand the concept of deliverance. You think deliverance is, and I know that there's a part of deliverance that says, come out, come out. That is not deliverance. That come out, come out is called the casting out of demons. That's not what I'm called deliverance. The biblical deliverance is two ways. It's one, I've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. Colossians 1.14. The second deliverance is that when your mind has a what? Has a total shift. That's why Jesus Christ said in the book of Luke chapter 4. He said, the spirit of God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach deliverance. We don't pray deliverance. We preach deliverance. Are you here? Luke chapter 4. Let me just show you that. I mean, because some of you have never heard this before. So you wonder, you know, especially people that are online, they wonder what he's saying. Luke chapter 4, I believe it's verse 18. Yeah, Luke chapter 4 verse 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because I am not to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the broken hearted and to what? And to preach deliverance to them that are captive. So someone says, I'm going to a delayed marriage. I need deliverance. I'm doing it for you now. This is what I'm doing for you right now. You are still expecting, this is what I'm doing for you right now. Someone said that, I've been struggling business. I, I, this, I'm, this is a deliverance session. I'm conducting right now. But the deliverance is through the preaching. I wanted to notice that. So when, when people say deliverance, they are falling, they are jumping out. That, 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 that's there. But that's not the Bible deliverance. That is the biblical thing of casting out of demons. Most pastors, because they are not taught, they use the wrong terminology for the right things. All right. So let's go. Let's go back to. Let's go back. So we were in second what? Kings chapter four. Second Kings chapter four. All right. So the Bible says, and when Bible says, oh, no, no, I'm in verse twenty something. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Yeah. Then she said, "Did I receive? Well, I want to know something. Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me?'" All the while she had the child. She said, I know this child will not last. All the while the child was jumping up. He said, I know this will not last. 
There are many of you that will get financial breakthrough. You get your first 50 million dollar breakthrough. You said, ah, thank God this has come. What, we don't know when the next one will come. Because in your mind, in your mind, these are one-offs. This is not your consistent pattern. And there's a belief system that supports that. Some of you, you will walk into a relationship. The man loves you to pieces. The woman, I know someone that broke up in a relationship. And I asked the man, I said, why did you break up? He said, ah, the guy is fake. I said, what do you mean the guy is fake? He said, ah, he said, he said, um, see, the girl is fake. He said, the, the way the girl loves me. Ah, no, 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 no. That is not it. When he said so, I looked at him. I said, oh my God. It's obvious that until you marry someone that will abuse you, you never find love. You know why? Everybody write this down. People don't gravitate towards what they want. They gravitate towards their familiar too. Oh. People don't gravitate towards what they want. They gravitate towards their familiar too. Let me prove it to you. And I've said this before. If you go for a buffet and you want to lose weight. And in that buffet, you see avocado, you see lettuce, you see salad. You see all these things that will make you keep your weight. And in that same buffet, you see pounded yam. You see all this thing that will make you gain weight. Have you noticed that though you want to lose weight, you will end up with what you are familiar with? Yes or no? Why do people choose a busy relationship? Because that's not what they want. That's what they're familiar to. So, there will be two people that will be asking the lady out. And the lady will, choose, will see the one that will, love, that will love her, take care of her. She will not go for that one. It's the one that will abuse her. The reason why is that there's something within your system that until you abuse, you will not be okay. I mean, we will laugh about it, but that's the truth. In fact, most people I know keep dating the same kind of person. Yes or no? Don't say, I've changed my boyfriend. You've not changed your boyfriend, you just changed the cover. I've changed my girlfriend. You've not changed your girlfriend, you just changed the cover. And those of you that are married, now for those that are married, this is what you don't know. The problem, see, marriage has no problem. It's the problem you have as a single that you drag into the marriage. And that's why when we teach about these things and pray about these things, we want to take a root dimension to it. This woman said, all the while I was carrying the pregnancy, if that woman lost the baby now, what would she say? Ah, God was not faithful. But she knew what she was thinking that that child would not exist. The child was one year old, they did birthday. She said, I know you will soon go. They did for it, I know you will soon go. I'm telling you, one guy, one guy walks into your life, he said, the day stop calling you, I knew you will not stay. How can you say I knew you will not stay? Because in your paradigm, people don't stay with me. Normal things happen to normal people. You say that, I don't know why my own is like this. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's keep reading. But that's what I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to yeah, that's the point one. The next, next one. Because I want you to know where to pray for. I, see, I want you to know where to pray. You know the word of God is fire. I want you to set the fire of God in your heart. So that every hiding serpent will come out. The Bible says that there was a time that Paul was going on the journey. Enter into a place. It was when they lit up the fire that all of a sudden, out of the fire, a serpent jumped out. There are people that are under serpentic oppression, but they need fire to lit it up for it to come out. You will just not know why you are taking some decisions, leaning towards some things, thinking some thoughts. You will think they are natural, meanwhile they are not natural. And this happens in marriage because you have gotten married now. But in your marriage, you, you've always told yourself, I know nobody can love me like my father. These are what people have said. Women say nobody can love me like my father. Men say nobody can love me like my mother. You step into the marriage. There's nothing your partner can do. They can never make you happy because you have said so. 
And that father that you think is great, you know the girlfriends and you endure him. Isn't that amazing? How much mercy you can show your father? Your boyfriend, once he comes late for something, the way you flare up, or your husband, your father has boyfriend, girlfriends. Your mother even knows, and they all live in harmony, and you can explain it and even lie to your mother on behalf of your father. And you say, My father is a great man. See, I'm only telling you, I'm only telling you how you think and you program things. Let's, let's go. Verse, what are we now? Verse 29. Then he said to Gehazi, this is what I'm going to. He said, get up thy lawns and take up thy staff in thy hands and go your way and you will meet any man. He said, if you meet any man, salute him not. He said, protect your focus. If anyone meets you, he said, answer him not, protect your focus. He said, lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord liveth, and as my soul liveth, I will not leave you. And he arose and followed her. And Gehazi passed on before and laid the staff upon the face of the child. And there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore, he went to meet him and told him, the child is not awake. This is what I'm going to. This is what I'm going to. How does, how does Gehazi? Take the power of God, put it on the child, and there's no miracle. Because if the power of God is a problem, how come when Elisha got there himself, he prayed for the child, the child came back to life. The thing is this, the prayer and the power works with heart and mindset. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. It was not the rod that did not contain power. It was the fact that the heart of Gehazi was not right. The heart and the mindset. So when Gehazi got there, instead of him to focus on the child, you know he loved money. He began to look around and say, hey, 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 hey. The mindset could not allow the power to work. What am I saying to you? I know you are praying for that breakthrough in your marriage. I know you are praying for that breakthrough in your relationship. I know you want to get married, you want to scale in your job. But the mindset can become the thing that will not make it work. Gehazi took the rod. He put the rod there. The Bible says there was neither voice. No, was there something? And this explains a lot of reasons. This is why people pray and pray and pray about the business. And there's neither voice or response. Because although they are carrying the rod, the power of God. Although they are participating in fasting and prayer. Although they are doing something. Guess what's happening? The mindset and the heart is totally in opposite direction. Not focused. And Elisha warned him. He said, Gehazi, as you go, don't talk. Focus on this thing. It was Elisha did not know that Gehazi's heart was already connected to money. By the next chapter, Gehazi followed someone that had leprosy because he had money. What am I saying to you? When people are praying, when they are confessing the word, there may be some things on the inside that becomes an insulator that stops the flow of the power. That's what I'm going to. Let me, I've used this illustration before, but I'm going to use it again so that some people can really understand. Yinka, come. I want some people to really understand. I, I need someone that, yes, yes, um, uh, will she not come here? Yeah, she not come. Because when we talk about strongholds, people don't know what strongholds are. She not stand here. Yinka stand here. This is what strongholds are. Yinka, hold him by the belt so that he cannot go. These are what strongholds are. Come. What is a stronghold? What is a stronghold? This is a stronghold. That which has a hold of you 
that what you want to do, you cannot do. You will do what he wants you to do. And listen to me. Strong goats are not necessarily pure demonic works. They are mentality. Go back now. Let's go. Oh yeah. Come towards your prosperity. Never. Go towards your poverty. Take him towards your poverty. You will go. That's a stronghold. Come towards your prosperity. He wants to come. He can't. Because it's a stronghold. So in the teaching today, what we're saying that, what is that stronghold that is holding you as a businessman? What is that stronghold that is holding your marriage? What is that stronghold that is holding you? And how do we shut it? Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. Thank you, sir. Let's look at this quickly. Second Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 4. Let's read verse 3. He said, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. So, he says that, he says, this is what he's saying. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. He said, the result and the outcome we want are in the physical region. The result we want are not in the spirit realm. The result we want are in the business realm. The result we want are in the family realm. The result we want is a marriage. They are physical result. He said, but we do not walk. Meaning what? The way we play to have those results is in another realm. He said, the result we want is in the physical realm. But where we play to have those results in other realm. So he begins to explain the realm. He says, well, how do we know this? Verse 4. He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, man-made. But they are mighty to God to the pulling down strongholds. Now when he says strongholds, the typical theology is that these are strong demonic networks. The next verse explains it. And let me say something to you. This is the thing. This, you will, if you understand. Can I just explode just now? Let me just give you one simple thing that will help you. No, no, let me calm down because if we start doing that, we'll just be throwing arrows, we'll just be throwing fire. <laughs> Let's because let me assume what strong goes. Just remind me, I want to talk to you about Anna. In case, yes. So see what it says. It said the pulling down of strongholds. What are strongholds? It said casting down what? Did you hear that? I thought they were demonic things. No, he said cast down imagination and what? Every thought. So everything that exalts itself against the word of God. And bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, so what are strong goals? They are imaginations. They are knowledge. And they are thought patterns. They are what? Imagination, knowledge, and thought patterns. Let me tell you something then. Eh? Every businessman that wants to grow. If you don't grow on the inside, you can't grow on the outside. If you see what you have not handled before, you misbehave. The reason why some marriages are struggling is this. And this belongs to men especially. A lot of men in their marriage... They are single people that are married. That's who they are. That's why the first year of marriage is most difficult. You know why? Because they are not married. They are single people in a marital relationship. That's what they are. How many of you know what I'm talking about? So, you say, ah, I must say I'm going out. I must say this, I must say that. Because you don't know you are married. Because although your flesh has been joined together, your mind has not been joined. Your mind has not aligned. The lady said, ah, can't I just what I want? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know you're married so the first year is always a tussle you know why because in the first year you will not move from physically married to mentally married uh-huh they are answering now yes or no uh-huh after the first year it's not be according to you ah wow i'm married because you when you're when you're first year of marriage say i want to come be my boys your wife says your boys the boys are here, me. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> it, 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 because it's what you're thinking. 
There are some of you here, you want to do business. You say, fact, I'm praying for 500 million job. You don't understand. For you to be praying for 500 million job, your operating cost is going to be hundreds of millions. Are you ready for that? Is I want to do a, a billionaire. If you're doing a billionaire, most likely you'll be spending about 120 million on staff cost. And that's a very slim business. Most because most of the time overhead is about 30%. So if I didn't billion, you're talking about something about 300 million. Can you even conceive that you're paying size of 300 million? So most of us, we don't understand that this scripture, eh, when it says cast it down, what imaginations? What are imaginations? Let me break the word that to you. Separate it. It's what image nation. It's a, an image that is a nation in your mind. It's image nation. It's image nation. It, so, what is an imagination? It's an image that's become a nation in your mind. I'm going to pull this down to marriage. I'm going to say, okay, how is he going to do with all of this? So, let me say something. I wanted to give you something. Just, let me just cut something just quick to you. These are spiritual principles, but shortcuts. These are shortcuts spiritual principles. James says that you pray and receive not because you pray and miss. Yes or no? He yes. said you pray that you must, you may consume it on your lust. So the way the heart works is this. This is the way your spirit works. Your spirit has the power to produce. It's like an, a, a manufacturing machine. Once you become selfish, the capacity of your spirit to produce is reduced. Because faith works by love. Once you become selfish, the capacity of the spirit becomes weakened to produce. So what do you do? This is what you do. If you want to be smart, whatever you are asking for or you are praying about, attach to it from your deep conviction, pure conviction, a benefit to other people apart from yourself, the goal will become stronger. Attach to it a goal that is beyond yourself. Many people that want to get married, I want to marry, I want someone to take care of me. That's the problem. The essence of that prayer is selfish. Father, I want to get married because there's a man that I need to help build his empire. That's what I'm asking you for. By the time you begin to pray, like that, it flips that way. Who did this in the Bible? Anna. Every time Anna went to pray, she said, the first year, second year, see Penea, see my, see my step, see my stepmother, see my father, see my stepmother, see my stepmother, see the children. They are one year old, they are two years old, they are three years old. God says, you don't understand how this thing works. Is they are not ready. The day she came and said, Father, Eli is getting hold. His children are not working your way. You will not have a priest very soon in the future. If I get pregnant, I surrender the son to me. That, that year, she didn't escape it. Though. That year, she didn't escape it. Though. That year, she didn't escape it. Business people say, ah, I want to just increase because I, I want to blow because you are thinking of buying this house, buying the house, buying the house. Ah, that's not the way. If you want to blow, I've so, I, this morning I spoke about Project Abi. You say, Father, this is what I'm going to do now. If I have that, this is what I will do. All of a sudden, the goal becomes selfless. That's what it means when it says a seed dies. There's selflessness in the dream. When you see people, and let me, unfortunately, as people grow older, they become more selfish about marriage. You see a 40 year old girl, I can't come and kill myself. Let him just, I, see, I, I've been, I just want someone to take care of me. Everybody, I want someone to love me. Someone to love me. Someone to take care of me. Even the ones that I would tell that I want to love someone, if you examine what they are saying, they are only saying on the outside. On the inside, what they are saying, I want someone to love me. And God said, that's not how it works. James chapter 4. Let me show you the principle quickly. Because I've never entered what we are teaching, but we need to close and pray. But thank God that we have one more Sunday before it's over, right? James chapter 4. Are you there? 
Verse 1. From when comes the wars and the fighting amongst you? Come they not hence of your loss, of your desires? It says your desires are warring. War in your members. Why? He said you lost. When he said you lost, is an old English word means you desire and have not. So he says you kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. He said because you have become selfish and what you want you can't get it. You begin to use all manners of worldly scheme to get it. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, you begin to desire, you are killing. All of a sudden, you meet the guy, makes the two of you, you destroy your friend so I can date you. You know, you say, that girl, she's a slut. Oh, that girl, she was, depending when she was two years old. Ah, because you are hoping that by destroying her, you can have it. What you must understand is, everyone look up here. The more you think what you want is cast, it will be cast to you. In the kingdom of God, there is abundance. And let me say something to you. It's not the natural. I'm saying something to you because it's not the natural way we think. People genuinely think that the great men are scarce. The good women are scarce. And the moment you think that way, that's what you have. Why? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So you need to begin to change your thinking and say there's abundance where it concerns me. And the reason why you kill and scheme is because, and that's why when something comes, I don't know what you want, you really go for it because in your mind, there's what? There's scarcity. And those of you that are married here, one of the major things in the marriage is fear. You can, and you cannot love beyond the level of fear. You cannot love beyond your level of fear. A lot of women cannot give their son to their husband because there's a fear that will cheat me. A lot of men cannot expose themselves to their wife because there's a fear that if I show her who I am, she will deal with me. See, some people have proven patterns. So that's not fear. It's wisdom. Because they've shown you who they are. But I'm saying that people that have not even shown you any reason for you to fear, yet you're afraid. And the Bible says, perfect love casts out fear. Look at what the Bible says. He says in verse 3, your acts and what? Your acts and what? Take note what he did not say. He said you ask. He didn't say God does not give you. Because God is always a giver. So, people say God does not answer my prayer. It's not that God is not answering your prayer. He said you ask, but you are not able to receive. Meaning that God is faithful. As far as you've asked, you, you are not able to receive. Why are you not able to receive? Let's read the next line. He said you ask and receive. Not why? Because you ask and miss the wrong way. What is the wrong way? You ask that you may consume it on just your native natural evil desires. I'm saying this to you with honest truth. This morning when I was saying this, and God said to me, that thing you want to do, change it. He said, he said the way you are praying about it is so you focused. I say, Father, I get it. Father, I want to get married because there's a woman that will need my support to become a mighty person in business. And that's what I'm looking for. And you've changed it totally. And all of you that run businesses, Lord, the reason I want to make my first billion is this. There is a village that I grew up in. I will be able to build, renovate the primary school with 50 million naira. You know what that does to you? You develop a vision that's bigger than life. This principle, eh, everybody look at me, is not a Christian principle. Even people that are not born again understand it. Elon Max, they asked him, why do you want to come to the church in the world? They said, 
the way the earth is going, I foresee that it will become inhabitable in the near future. He said, I want to have enough money to be able to build a place for human in space, in mass. So that when there's a problem with the earth, we will move woman to space. Just imagine someone planning for the all of us that he doesn't know. One company said we will take internet penetration and distribute all over Africa for free. So that Africa can have that. Look at Belinda and Bill Gates. They say that our, we, our life goal is to eradicate malaria. They don't know what malaria is because there's no malaria in America. They, but what that does to them is that they have a goal. So this is what happens. All the business people listen to the trickle. This is too. This is what happens. So they have a goal that gives them, what, what I say, moral courage. There's something about being extremely wealthy that makes you feel guilty. When I say wealthy, I'm not talking about you have two cars and you live somewhere. No, no, that's what I'm talking about. There's something about being stupendously, you be like, what do I need 50 billion dollars for? So, your heart will not even be able to dream or wish it. So, because it already feels bad. But the way they are courageous about it is this. They find a purpose beyond themselves. And give it to that purpose. All of a sudden, they develop what? Moral courage. You know why? The moment you are morally discouraged from the inside, you will fail on the outside. Are you here, somebody? Is this blessing you? Is this blessing you? So most of you, when you think of marriage, all you see in your marriage is, you, is someone doing something for you. You never see what they're doing for the other person. And that's why you begin to correct it. That's why you begin to correct it. You, you begin to develop a marital image and dream where you are contributing. You, develop, you begin to develop a financial business and dream where you are contributing. You take the posture. You take the posture of Anna. That's why the ninth eyes, Abraham offered Isaac. God came down that night. He said, that's it. Why? He said, the dream is over. This guy is not about himself. He's about something bigger than him. Let him have everything. And you know the beauty of that? The beauty of even praying that way is this. All of a sudden, your prayer begins to shape your life. You become more of a value-adding partner. You become more of what? A value-adding partner than a value-seeking partner. Because your prayer has changed. I'm looking for someone that I can empower to grow and become the best woman in a field. And that's your... So all of a sudden, even what you're preparing for is different because how you process is different. Someone says, I, 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 you know, I, I'm going to give my husband sex. Sex? You don't have to marry to get sex. Do you have to marry to get sex? I just go to admiration at night. 25,000, you get it. I've not said go to admiration. you. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because it doesn't normally hear the way they hear. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so let's close this. Let's close because, um, let's close. I, maybe in about three minutes. So we spoke about Gehazi. And we said one of the fundamental things was that Gehazi had the rod of God in his hands. Gehazi was not praying though. Gehazi had the literal power of God in his hands. He laid it upon the child. The child refused to respond. Because it was not what was laid. It was power from the inside. Hey. So the first thing I said is that you must correct the inside by attaching something superior. The second thing is that you must remove the negatives. What are the negatives? And I'll tell you what the negatives are. One of the major negatives I see is this, that conversation that I am not lovable. Let me give you the story of someone that's popular, Michael Jackson. How many of you loved Michael Jackson when he was alive? And you still love him? 
Wait, wave your hands, let me see. Put our hands. Do you know the only person that did not know he was Lot was Michael himself? Why? No matter what happens on the outside, it can never change the state of the inside. The moment you feel that you are not lovable, some things will happen to you. Number one, because you don't know love, you will never be able to identify it. Because you don't, because the moment you don't know you are, and when I say I'm not lovable, meaning that I'm not used to love and I don't love myself. It's two things. I'm not used to love and I don't love myself. The moment that is how you think and feel, when you see through love, you will never recognize it because you don't know what it is. Many of you were jewelry here, but if you see real good, you walk past it. Yes or no? Because you don't know what real good is. You don't know what real good is. So, many of you will see love here, you will walk past it, you will see abuse, you just park there. Because, like I said before, you don't choose what you want, you choose what you want, you're familiar with. How do you know if you are not lovable? Let me help you so that, so that we, can, we can look at it. Number one, people that are not lovable and even if they are, see, this thing is even better when you are single. Most of you that are married, this is the big problem in marriage. When you marry a partner that is not lovable, it's like putting love in a basket. They will never see it. They will never, some of you think your partner is not loving. Most, most of the time, it's you that cannot receive love. The reason why is that you will see another man or woman that the person is doing half of what they're doing and the partner is perfect. What's wrong with you? I'm telling you. You think money brings happiness? Nobody thinks that that is intelligent. Money can make you do a lot of things and give you expression. doesn't bring happiness. The most happy people don't have a dime. Go to your village, you will see them there. Without television or radio, they have a great life. I'm telling you, you'll be surprised how happy they are. You will just see them. You just sit down during. You just say, "Hey, hey, hey. someone bought the car. Hey, does he have brake? Does he have AC? Hey, yeah, they're so excited for you. You bought a car. You're like, ah, oh, this car is small. It's like buy a Range Rover before I buy a real car. You bought a car. You're not even excited. Then the village, they're so they say, "Hey, look at the tire. Big tire like this." And when they say they move on from that place, you know, when will you buy your car? Me car. If I get, if I don't get, you know, their hearts just like that. It doesn't affect the state of your mind. When people are not lovable, the first thing you know is this. Personally, they don't like themselves. They will always be wishing they had somebody else's life. And let me tell you something. If you don't love yourself, nobody can love you. I'm telling you the truth. And this thing is not about... What you have and what you don't have. You just see people, if they have opportunity, they will come out of their body and possess somebody else and live that person's life. And you know the reason why? Because in their mind, someone else's life is way better than my own. And that's the biggest trick and lie of media. That's not true. Everybody has what they are struggling with. Everybody has what they are imperfect about. Every marriage, someone says, Pastor, if I just marry me, marry me. Can you marry me for one week? Because when we come on stage, you see the best. We, all, we speak like the Holy Ghost. Because you tell your husband, can't you just be like, Pastor, are you sure? <laughs> Maybe you should ask my wife. Maybe you should ask my wife. 
When you wake up, when you leave with someone that wakes up 3 a.m. every morning. I have timer. I sleep by timer. I talk by timer. Because when it's time, you say, oh, it's time to sleep now. It's not that we're having a conversation. It's just time to sleep. Because I must wake up at a certain time. So everything has a cost. I'm saying this to you because you don't have to be perfect to love and like yourself. Something you must embrace is this. Imperfection is part of our humanity. Only God is perfect and that's why he's not human. The moment you're flesh and blood, imperfection is part of our humanity. The reason why I'm saying so is that once you don't like yourself, the next thing is this. You can't push yourself. See, you can't sell yourself because you think nobody is really going to like you. It's difficult to sell a product that you know is bad, except you have a bad heart. Are you here? Yes, sir. Where does it come from? Most of us that don't like ourselves, it comes from our childhood. It comes from media. It comes from experiences. Let, let me give you childhood. Some of you grew up in families that you were neglected. And because you were neglected as a child, something told you that other people have the attention of their parents. Why don't I have attention of my parents? Because I'm not that important. And you began to grow up. Because, we, because hope you know before you're five years old, all you have is feeling, not logic. All you, before you're five years old, all children have is feeling, not logic. So they just process everything emotionally. So you're like, you know, for example now, you know, I remember something that happened to me when I was young. When I was young, my teacher wanted my mom's attention. And my mom told my aunt to follow me to school that she couldn't come. And in my heart, that happened. Just imagine this happened in my primary school. Imagine that many years ago. But it scared me. That you mean my mom could not come? Because everybody had their mom there. I said, maybe because I was not really important. And that stayed with me. How many of you do have brothers that when you want to play with them and their friends, they keep you away? And that makes you feel as if you're walking rejection. And there'll be two options. Either you grow up thinking rejection, that I'm rejected and you're isolated, or you grow up on the other side pushing yourself out there because all you want is acceptance. A lot of girls that go everywhere for sex, they don't want sex. What most of them want is acceptance. They want a connection that is deep. Most of the time, they didn't have a father that raised them. So they want a male figure in their life that will give them a deep connection. But they don't understand that connection is not sex because sex feels like it, but it's not it. It looks like sex, but it's not sex. And we struggle. And, and how does this affect your marriage and relationship? So this is affected. So when you don't like yourself, see, I've met people... That once you start talking to them, subconsciously they begin to complain about everything about their life and their body. When you are that kind of person, nobody will stay with you. How do I want to marry a baggage of problems? Now, those that verbal complain, those that are not verbal, they don't complain. But guess what? They release it by their emotions. Once you stay around them, you can see how uncomfortable they are with themselves. They release it. And once you, once you say, ah, you didn't do your air. Eh, eh. Every time I do my air, you never notice. It's not doing my, you just see the overreaction. Like, ah, what is wrong that you didn't do your air? 
Think that, oh, I forgot. I'll go and do it tomorrow in the, in the salon. I was busy at work. That's all. You will see the bar. You're like, hey, what caused exposure now? And you know the bad thing about this? This is what this does to you. Because this is what it does to you. The rod is there. But the prayer not answered. Because there's a thinking that is sinking your prayer. It's sinking your prayer. It's sinking your prayer. When people don't love themselves, they are never kind to themselves. Let me tell you something. Eh? Watch when they make a mistake. The things they tell themselves. Ah! You think they are not kind to you, but the thing they tell themselves. You'll be surprised that if your friend talks to you that way, what kind of friend is this? You see? How can anybody... Do? So, so, watch this now. They go for a date. The date did not turn out. The guy did not call back again. So, they will not want to talk about it. How can they, how can they call back again? See how you look. He can't call back. This and this is the conversation they're having themselves. See how you look. See how you behave. You were too out there. You didn't even see. You asked for this. You asked for that. You and they would talk down and kill their self-esteem. I'm saying so because they are praying. The rod is there, but the heart is disconnected. They, they said, "How can you come back again?" Look at, look at the size of your breast. Is that the breast you would like? It, it was there. You could not even talk. You could not even talk. You were asking too many questions. It just pointed out everything to you. For those that are married, let me help you this way. The way you know in a marriage that you don't have self-love is this. You will depend on your partner to make you happy very difficult let me tell you what marriage is marriage is two happy people that make each other happy it's not one empty bucket with one full bucket it's two full bucket that pouring into each other that pouring into each other that pouring into each other when someone is is empty it becomes draining for the other party it's just a function of time the full also become empty because it's going to drain into you and since you cannot hold the happiness and self-love you will drain it out and after some time it will be two empty buckets looking for divorce And the worst thing is this. The older people grow as single guys and single girls are not married, the more they become more established in their negative patterns. It's a very terrible thing. I'm really praying that God will help you because the reason why that is that because they have more experiences and stories that support the negative pattern. So they become more established in it. And that's why we need divine intervention. That God will interrupt those thinking patterns, God will interrupt. Because this, you, as I'm talking, you can see yourself. But it's not as if you want it, but it's an autopilot system. You know what I'm talking about? It's something you do. It's when you leave the relationship, you will come to your senses and say, what was I fighting about? I said, I want to you before. It's when you leave the relationship, you're not saying, what was, what was my problem? But when you were there, because we're not used to love, you will make trouble until that relationship scatters. So once you step out, all of a sudden, it's as if they now borrowed you wisdom. You say, what, what was wrong? What was I fighting about? That girl that will not stress you, do everything for you, don't like her, is the one that will stress the heaven and exquisite it out of you. And to not leave, you can't leave. You know why? Let's, let's close. Give me this next week, right?
Let's pray because I want us to pray. I want us to pray. Let's get on our feet and pray. Oh, wow. Put your hand on your chest. Father, help me remain positive. That's the first prayer. And it's a very powerful prayer. Father, help me remain positive. Because we go through this experience that brings us negativity. Father, help me. Let's go ahead and pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Help me remain positive. Help me remain possible. Don't, Father, help me. Don't let the negative seed sink into my heart. Help me remain. All of you in a troubled marriage, help me remain positive. Help me remain positive. All of that single, help me remain positive. Help me remain positive. Father, I'm remain positive. Father, help me remain positive. Help me. In Jesus' name we pray. The last prayer point is this. This is the last prayer point. That which makes it easy. Everybody say, My father, my father. That which makes it easy to have marital delay and marital troubles in my mind, in my thinking, in my exposure. Lord, begin to expose it. Lord, begin to expose it. Lord, begin to expose it. That supporting system that supports divorce, marital unhappiness, marital delay, expose it, my father. Break into pieces. Expose it, my father. Break in. Let's go ahead and pray in the name of Jesus. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's go ahead and pray. Let's go ahead and pray. Oh, yeah, Bana, Madana, Prahata, Bana, Sabata. Emangoro, take us a pregnant elegant estabano, the coat of up. Emangolo, the potion, and also roll the castle, the motive. Let Karabako, Tabana, Matalabaha. In Jesus' name, we pray. Can I pray over you this morning? Emesobeles. And this is my prayer for you. That anywhere the serpent is hiding, but yet doing havoc, the same way as Paul lifted up the fire of stick, the serpent came out. The supporting system that is holding you back in marriage, making your marriage unbearable, holding you back financially and business-wise, it's been exposed in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm praying supernaturally there'll be a shift in your mind. There'll be a shift in your thinking. Every power of delay is broken. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You can have yourself. Something you want to practice is this.